0: Welcome to Voices from the Street, the radio ministry of the Sacramento Union Gospel Mission. Prepare your heart for laughter and tears as we share the unpolished stories of the homeless and hurting, hope and transformation. Here is your host, Director of the Union Gospel Mission, Pastor Tim Lane.
1: Well, guess what? This is the day that the Lord has made and I am so happy to be in this studio with you And I am happy that you are listening to me. Uh, You know what? So many times we've been asked, well, what is going on at the mission? How are you handling all this thing as we go through the COVID thing? And and the reality is that we're going to make sure that we get things changed up. We are trying to right now uh, get a structure put up over our parking lot. I talked to you guys about it before. I've got a contractor who came in and said, well, if we can't do a tent, we can do a superstructure over there. We'll get the permits. We would never do anything without a permit or anything like that. So don't misunderstand uh, my enthusiasm. But uh, he brought out an architect. Architect's going to give us some drawings and see if we can get permits to put up a structure. And the structure would be it will cover the parking lot where the employees park their cars. That's, uh, but it's not so that they have shade. Uh, what we would do then is in the evening time, we would have all the cars out of there. And if we were unable to open up our sanctuary to the homeless, what we would do is we would put some tables. I'm in the process of trying to find some fold-up tables that are like the, uh, you know, they're smaller. They're only a couple of feet wide or 18 inches or whatever, because you're only going to be able to sit on one side of them. And then if we can put those out in the parking lot, even without the superstructure out there, if we can do it on nights where the weather is okay, there's not a lot of wind, you know, not a lot of smoke or anything out in the air, then we can we can have some of our guests, the homeless folks, come in and hear a message. So you might ask, well, why is it that we want to try to do it that way? Well, It's not that I want to try to do it that way, but we can't get them into our sanctuary right now and have enough capacity to get most of them in there. Now, does that mean we're not feeding them? No, it doesn't mean we're not feeding them at all. We feed them a hot meal every single night, seven days a week, every single night of the, the year. We are continuing to give them hot food. But... You know, it's like when people ask me, and I was talking to Steve, the producer, and Ann a few minutes ago, and, and the reality is that people will ask, is there a spiritual, what is the spiritual component to what you do? And And actually, that's the incorrect way to put it. The correct way to put it would be that we don't have a component of spirituality that is put on what we do, but... In our spirituality, and by that, it's not some haughty thing I'm saying, but we are the children of the living God. We are the ones who bear the name of Christ. And so that is who we are. That is our foundation. That is the structure on which we build everything on. And then there are physical components to that. So when you go out and you're telling people about Jesus Obviously, what you want to do is meet their needs physically, whether it's food, clothing, shelter, uh, a recovery program like ours where we have men that live with us for nine months. And usually it's more like over a year because even after graduation, we try to help them get a job or at least give them a place to stay while they're looking for a job. We take in cars and many of you guys know because many of you have donated good running cars to us. So in other words, they don't have to be fancy, they don't have to be new, but they do need to be running and not with a lot of problems because we can't afford to go out and fix all the cars. But having said all that, uh, we will give a man a car if he's trying to get a job or he needs to go to school, he needs to do these things, he has to pay for his insurance and he has to uh, be able to, you know, pay for gas and stuff for the car. But we will get him a car and he's living with us while he's working someplace for a little while until he can save up first and last month's rent. Sometimes we've had donors that particularly wanted to donate to somebody who's needing to go find shelter somewhere. And by that, I mean like an apartment or a trailer, or whatever they're doing. So for us, the foundation is Christ Jesus, and the structure that we're building it on is all the physical things that we're trying to do. So right now, we're giving them the food, and we're giving them the clothing, and we've got showers that have been open for them all the way along. We're trying while we've been closed down, and we're we're not closed. We just had to close some of our services, primarily the, the preaching of the gospel. But Even at that, we pulled a big screen TV out on the porch. While they're getting their food, we have a pastor, uh, different pastors who have a tape. (laughs) Well, how old am I? It's not a tape. It's a thumb drive that's out there. And there is a gospel message going out. But that lacks the intimacy of an actual pastor and his people coming out, as I did for years and years and years. Uh, to be with the people, to pray with them, to talk to them, to do those things. And so we want to get back to as close to normal as we can. And I think pulling the tables and chairs out there, and I want to get that done as soon as possible. I'd like to get that superstructure up even faster if we can than, than a month or two. But I don't know what that component looks like. But once we get this up, then the next pandemic or the next reason or the next disaster inside the building or whatever happens, we'll be able to take everybody outside, preach the gospel message, keep everybody safe and, and do what we are called to do. And that's present the good news of Jesus Christ, because that's what the gospel is. The good news that yes, you sinned against a holy God and the only reconciliation, the only pavement for that was supplied by God Himself. Jesus Christ hung on the cross, died, rose again. And how do we be included in all that? We come in faith and we come in repentance, and God does all that work. And so that's where we're going with the mission right now. We are trying to get back into full swing. Now, even if we were able to let people in, we're remodeling the dorms where the guests from outside stay. And that's going to take a few months for us to do. And so the construction guys are going to be working as hard as they can to get everything fixed up so that we can at least get that part of it going. Then the next thing will be the dining hall, in which case, if we could get a structure up so that we can, we can feed them outside underneath a, a roof, that would be excellent. And let's say that this pandemic isn't ended in June or July or August or September or goes on into the holiday season this year. We want to be able to do everything that we can to feed, clothe, house, all the things that we need to do. And so we're working as hard as we can to get these things accomplished. You know, And one of the things that people don't realize is all the other things that go on. We still do the food boxes. There's not as many going out right now because there's so many places giving away uh, food. But the problem is that food boxes really need to be better regulated. They need to be regulated because you need to make sure that those food boxes are going to people that can actually refrigerate the food or take care of it so that you don't make anybody sick. So – As much as I applaud the folks that drive down and give a box of food away to people sleeping on the streets, sometimes that's not the best thing for them. So having said all that, there is so many things that go on at the mission, including and, and certainly the prayers that go out to all the people that need our help, to all the people that need prayers, all the broken people, And to our 24 guys, we don't have 24 right now, but we're getting better every day, uh, men on our drug and alcohol recovery program. It's not just drugs and alcohol. It's all kinds of things. It's sexual addictions, cutting, which is when a person cuts themselves uh, underneath the shirt and all that kind of stuff so you can't see. But it is a full-blown addiction. And I had Willie on here the other day. And and he had had that problem along with methamphetamines, and now he has full custody of his children, and he is clean, he is sober, he is working, he is happy, he is a great father. So into the people's lives that come through the mission, it's not just go through the program and then you're gone. We encourage people to stay, not just stay physically there, but stay in touch with us to pray for us and allow them to pray for us to pray for them. Every day there are people that call the mission that needs some kind of prayer or whatever the case is, and we are there for them. We just don't blow it off. We get emails with people that want us to pray for them, and we do. Most people never even realize that along with all the individual prayers that are going on at the mission, there is a corporate prayer that we do every single day. We gather around a table, all of those that can, and we offer up the prayers for things that God has laid on our hearts, people have called in for, friends have, have talked to us about. And we do that every day. A friend of mine that I used to work with years ago uh, and I'm going to leave her name out of this because I don't want to embarrass anybody or anything like that. This is a private thing. But she called, and she was absolutely heartbroken and sobbing and, and overwhelmed because she, she said, I'm praying every day, I'm praying every day. But her daughter, uh, who is uh, pregnant, the baby is kind of undersized. And now they found out that she has a tumor. And so they have to go in and they have to get to the tumor and they're not giving the baby great odds and they're worried about losing the mom and they're they're all these things. And so we talked, we prayed, we went over some scripture. You know, I was grateful to hear from her today that things have not changed. You know, there's no change in status at all. I was thrilled the other day when she said her daughter said, Mom, it's in God's hands, because praise God, it is in God's hands. And so no matter what the outcome is, we know that God is holy, just, and he loves his people. And so she called today, and she didn't call today for me to give her scripture or to console her or to do any of those things. She called to... To see how I was doing, you know, she she wanted to know if I needed prayer and how I was going and how things had gone in this last year with the loss of my wife and all those kind of things. And so I could hear in the voice that God was working on her heart. And so my request for all of you is everybody at the mission is praying for her, and I would like all of you to pray for her too. And again, I'm not going to mention her name, but guess what? The God we serve knows her name, <laughs> and he knows what you'll be praying for. I'd also like you to pray for myself as far as the mission goes, that the directions that that I bring the mission to are, are godly decisions, that I don't step out just thinking what I think is right, but I actually seek the face of the Lord And I do every day to find out what he wants me to do at that mission. And do I believe he answers prayers? I do believe he answers prayers. Do I believe he guides our path? I do. Uh, I don't hear an audible voice from God. I don't hear God saying, well, Tim, I want you to do this, or I want you to do that. But Throughout the day, when you're in prayer and things are coming up, you start to see the hand of God guiding you in the paths that you need to do, the places you need to go, and the decisions you need to make. We always want to be good stewards of God's money and responsible to the donors who who have—you guys have been amazing. I mean, I think we talked about it on air before, and certainly I've talked about it to other people. When we were— told, not by this radio station, by the way, but by another entity that does our mailings, that we really need to, through this time, we need to let everybody do, know about the COVID and how it's affected us and all those kind of things and really, really uh, let people know and make sure that they're giving. I was greatly offended by that. And I said, we are not going to advertise that way. We didn't do it on the radio uh, Station, And by the way, again, I want to reiterate, I'm not talking about radio people here because none of them said that to me. But so we didn't do any of the COVID advertising. And and there were several reasons. One, I thought it was at a time when people were suffering, when people were dying of COVID, when people were sick in the hospital, when they were losing their jobs, when it just seemed like the world was coming apart, it, it seems I thought it was wrong for us to come on and say, oh, you know, you need to give more. Because guess what? You guys gave more anyway. We never advertised for it. And we never, we never ever once said that, uh, like so many were doing, uh, were being instructed to do, tell them how you're going to have to cut programs. We never had to cut a program. As a matter of fact, we, we are... Able to start to remodel a very, the building which really needed remodeling. It really needs help, and we were able to start that. And because we, you guys have supported us all these years, we're able to do some of these things. You know, we went out and we told them uh, that that we're going to start a capital campaign, at least a matching fund campaign, because we had some donations that people had already. Uh, wanted to pledge without us asking. They came up with this. And so when we get that campaign going, guess what? We have $70,000 to match the funds. These people said we will give this much and it's a matching fund thing. That's great. But am I trying to break your arm to get you to give? Absolutely not. I don't want you to do anything that God doesn't lead you to do. And I really mean that. I I have given... Uh, very few but I've given tithing sermons where I've told people that you know if if you tithe to the church that's excellent and by the way you can't tithe to the mission you can only tithe to a church you can give us a love offering if you want but tithes <clears throat> were really meant to be to your local church and we don't want to rob the local church of their ble- of the blessing that you would bestow on them or that God bestows on you when you give. But I still pastor a small church, too. Uh, it's pretty small because I'm not able to be there through the week and stuff. So, you know, I mean, I have the mission, and that's primarily where I am. But here's the deal. If, if you're—and I've told us many times—if you're reaching in and you're starting to draw out your wallet because you feel guilty— you think, oh gosh, here he is, he's asking for money again. Then I've told people, if you pull out your checkbook and you feel like that, put it away. If you pull out your wallet and you're getting uh, your money out of your wallet and you feel resentful for it, don't do it. Don't do it out of a sense of guilt. Don't do it out of just a sense of duty, but do it out of a good and a glad heart because that's what God wants us to do. And we want to receive that money in the same kind we don't want you to be giving to us begrudgingly we want you to to give to us because you feel that god is drawing you to do it and you're behind what we do and and trust me i know everybody makes mistakes everybody you know may not do it exactly the way that everybody else thinks you should do it but trust me we do everything we do prayerfully we are seriously trying to obey what the Lord wants us to do. And we want to do it with glad and happy hearts too. Just like when we're facing tomorrow. We're facing tomorrow, not just tomorrow, but in a, in a general sense, tomorrow, that we want to do exactly like God instructed Joshua to do when Moses had passed. He said, I want you to be courageous, be very courageous. You know, don't turn to the right or to the left, but be be sure to to follow all the statutes that God had given to Moses. And so, again, we don't want to even do that out of a sense of guilt or any of those things, but out of a glad heart, a happy heart. I get to follow Jesus, not I have to follow Jesus. I get to pray. I don't have to pray. I get to read my word. I don't have to read my word. Those are the differences in our hearts, you know, and so at the mission, you might think, well, is this a pretty depressing time? It's not a depressing time at all. It's a time that we are convinced we need to ramp things up and that we need to service the people that God has placed in our hand and that we need to take care of our program, guys. We need to take care of the the people coming from the street, and the best way to do that is to feed them, clothe them, house them, and give them the Word of God, which is life. And so uh, our mission is a simple one. Let's get it back all the way on track. You know what? We have to close the showers down to do some remodeling, and guess what we're going to do? We went out and got some portable shower things so that we can continue to do that. God provides all these things. And so the the mission in this next few months and next year is going to be an exciting place. It's not going to be a place of surrender and giving up and and woe is me. No, 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 not at all. We're going to celebrate God's goodness because just like I started the program today— this is the day that the Lord has made. And what are we going to do in it? What's it say? I will be glad in it, right? And so I came to the radio station today. I, was, I have some guests that I want to bring on the radio show, but they couldn't make it today. So it was, you know, I've got to come and I've got to be here. No guest. And I, I didn't come with, I never come with a script or anything like that. Even when I've got a guest, just so you guys know, it's really two people sitting down and having a conversation. And so I don't bring a list of questions to ask. All I do is sit down and I ask the first question on my mind. They answer it, and that leads me to the second one. And so you can't do that just out of out of a roach sense. Well, I got to go to the radio station. I got to have that, that show on today. No, I I really truthfully, I come with enthusiasm to you. I come with enthusiasm that the Church of the Living God is going to endure and conquer through all the adversities that there are. Uh, Guys, I I just think that if you're sitting at home and you've been cooped up and locked up in home and you're you're going, wow, the the world has just turned horrible. Well, guess what? The people of God have within their power... They have the power of prayer. Have you been praying about it? Have you been praying with excitement, enthusiasm, belief that, that God can change things in a heartbeat? You know what? It seems like so many times God moves slowly, but when he moves, he moves like lightning. And the reality is he doesn't move slow. He's waiting for the right time always to do what he's going to do in his will. We need to give up this thought of of that somehow we're going to figure it out. We're not going to figure out anything. But guess what? God's already got it figured out. So listen, my friends. I truly am so happy that you tuned in today, and I want to encourage you, and I pray for you guys. I'm out of time right now, but I just want you to know that you guys are prayed for and we pray for every request that comes to us. We pray for it. we got a great big whiteboard up there that we write names down on. I can't tell you how many letters and stuff. And so, hey, guys, let's, let's take this day and be glad in it and praise God and be on our knees and in our word, right? Because that's what I intend to do. Be on my knees, in my word, and no matter what things look like around us, hey, remember this. And until we meet again, may God hold you in the palm of his hand.
0: You've been listening to Voices from the Street, the radio ministry of the Sacramento Union Gospel Mission. If your heart's been touched and you want to know more about the work of the mission, log on to ugmsac.com ugmsac.com. To donate clothing, food, time, or financial help, call 916-447-3268, 916-447-3268. Thank you so much for listening. Join us again next week at the same time for Voices from the Street.